0: You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. It's Ruf English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm back at the National Museum of Iceland in the company of Helga Wollertsson as once again we look at some of the bans and restrictions and laws which have been in place in Iceland until relatively recently. We've talked about the beer ban only being lifted at the end of the 1980s and indeed in a recent show talked about only being able to buy milk from an official provider of milk until into the 1970s. Something else that a lot of people know about Iceland is that dogs were banned or at the very least frowned upon very seriously in Reykjavik but in other places too. Helga, let's talk about the ban on Dogs. Was it a ban, firstly? Were dogs forbidden?
1: They were, yes. Uh, in Reykjavik, they were. And the ban itself wasn't lifted until 2007. Gosh. Uh, before that, you could seek permission to have a, a dog, and you were supposed to pay, pay a dog tax. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the first things that was made to, to try to control the population of dogs in, in Reykjavik, especially, mm-hmm. but in Iceland as a whole.
0: Were there too many then?
1: too many and too wild. And the problem was the, the diseases that they brought with them. Hydatid disease, or suttlavegi, was mm. very common in Iceland. In the late 1800s, they started to try to irrigate this. And, and mm. um, because it is a, it's a sort of a worm. And it's, it goes from the, the feces of the dogs and into the food, mm. uh, into the sheep, for instance and it, it grows and after t- maybe 10 or 20 years it becomes a big and and you get a cyst right
0: um, so, so there was a really important health reason then to stop dogs yes in the country it wasn't just that they weren't liked in some way
1: no it was mostly because of the uh-huh. health reason but also you can see complaints in in Reykjavik in the early 1900s that they are barking too loudly and yes. they're everywhere and nobody is keeping control of them or anything so when they first put the ban in um, and you could pay the dog tax you would they would classify dogs different types of dogs so in the countryside you would have the, the country dog mm. and you only had to pay two uh, skilled thinker for that
0: Is that because they were working dogs or because working they were in dogs. the country? Yeah.
1: They were working dogs okay. and uh, probably also because they, they were far away it <laughs> didn't yes. C- yes. bother as many people And then in Reykjavík you would have to pay ten skildingar instead of the two skildingar in in the countryside. Mm -hmm. So five times as much per dog.
0: And was that quite a lot of money then?
1: It was quite a lot of money, yes. And we can see from numbers that there must have been around maybe five, six thousand dogs uh, in the country Mm -hmm. at the time. That were paid for and then of course we don't know.
0: (laughs) Now, no such ban on cats.
1: They have been trying to ban cats, for instance, in and and, or Olofsjörder, I don't remember.
0: And also, cats being out at night in Akkereri was a big story at the start of the year, wasn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. Because people were complaining that it's really difficult to get the cat to to follow the the restrictions. They don't understand the time that they have to be. I think they
0: do understand, they just don't want want to (laughs) 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 be. I don't think they care. But with dogs, we'll come on to the ban being lifted. Let's come right up to date, first of all, though. The ban is not in place. And those health problems that we talked about caused by there being too many dogs, that doesn't seem to be an issue in Iceland currently.
1: No. We also stopped having the dogs lick our, our bowls and dishes and, and cutlery. So that's yes. that plays a part in it. And every dog has to be uh, go to the vet and, and get a, a cure for worms disease every, mm. every year, I think, or twice a year or something, yeah. I can't remember.
0: So dogs have been, I guess, gradually reintroduced then. When does Iceland stop frowning on the idea of dogs, I guess?
1: It's around the same time as the other bands. I guess, again, when we're getting it to be a modern nation and Mm -hmm. and people have been living abroad and coming back and and just want to live in Iceland like they do in other places. And also, I think it has a lot to do with with the domestication or more domestication of dogs. We don't have wild dogs here. We don't have wild cats. Mm. It's all pets. Uh, even those that run around freely in Reykjavik uh, they have a home it's Not a wild cat.
0: Yes, and there's no native Icelandic dog, of course, is there?
1: No, but they came here with the first landmondsman. We know that from the first settlers. Mm -hmm.
0: Because, I mean, I'm a dog person. If you were to ask me dogs or cats, I I like dogs. And Iceland feels to me like it should be a dog-friendly space. You know, there's lots of space for dogs to run around. There's lots of fresh air. There's lots of water. You know, there's lots of places that dogs could have a great time in Iceland. And so the ban always seemed strange to me. yes. I hadn't realized it was for health reasons.
1: No, but originally it was for health reasons. Mm-hmm. But also when you had the ban in downtown in the center of Reykjavik and in the parks in Reykjavik, uh, originally they were allowed uh, to have dogs there from 9 o'clock in the evening to 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but when, when this full ban came on in 1987, where you had to uh, buy into... To, to be, uh, the, the taxes got st- stronger and, and more effective, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it changed and now today it's still it's banned to have dogs downtown in Reykjavik but people still do it
0: yes yeah you don't see many do you
1: not many no, no.
0: we're at the bathstor in the museum this is the turf house and this is a, a, a replica I guess of the kind of house in which families would have lived at what sort of time in history
1: this is actually not a replica it's not it a replica it is a, a real bathstor from, uh, from Skörðum this is Uh, You have to imagine it's like the second floor. You have turf grass on the roof and stone walls, and often underneath you would have the staples uh, and the kitchen. The one would come from there and and up into the turf house. This one was inhabited until 1962. We have turf houses uh, like this been inhabited until the late 40s in Reykjavik or in Arpar. Uh, for instance, yes.
0: Which I think you can still see some of those at the yes. open air museum, can't you? Yeah, yeah.
1: you can see yeah. the original Arpár farm there. Uh, looks pretty much like it did when, when people moved out. This is how people would live for, for a few centuries, and this was the main living area, the place mm. where people would eat and sleep and uh, work.
0: Did the dogs of the past in the houses of the past did they share the space with the humans in the way that they would these days?
1: In many farms, they would. Not everywhere, and this is also something you can see change in in the 20th century uh, when when I, uh, people I remember uh, grandparents and so on that lived in the farms, they would always have the farm the dogs as an outdoors yes. dog and they would get into the to the you know where is common area of, of the house but never to the sleeping area yeah. but this was different, and people would often eat the food from ashkur uh, the the bowls, mm-hmm. traditional like you see over here, yes open them up and then put them on the floor and the cats and the dogs would simply lick them clean so you would be ready for their next meal.
0: Yes, we were at the Folk Museum in Akranes uh, a few weeks ago and and that was explained as well that the dog or the cat I suppose they just behaved as dishwashers.
1: Yes, very practical.
0: <laughs> not if, very healthy though.
1: No, yeah, <laughs> if, beside the worms
0: it's very practical. No, in, indeed not. And we're standing now in front of a painting called Life in the Bathstova. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kvoldvakend, by a Danish artist. What are we seeing in this painting?
1: It's just to get a little bit of an idea of how it was in in the Baustova. You can see at least there's a cat here. There's a
0: cat there.
1: And I believe there is a dog here.
0: I think that's a dog. Yes. I don't know what breed it is, but it's a dog curled up in one of the corners next to the chair.
1: He's just playing with it. Yes. And you can see people working with the wool, spinning and knitting.
0: And a man is reading. Would he have been reading out loud to entertain everyone in the the room?
1: Yes, he would be reading from the saga, so yeah. maybe from a newspaper. Uh, they would, there was a lot of reading out loud, um, and, and this feltvaka, the name of the picture, it is uh, the idea that that you have some entertainment mm. going on.
0: And a lot of, I mean, it's a small space, and you've got maybe what eight, nine people with the animals as well. There's two figures at the back, at so 12. twelve people in, in a very confined space with a couple of animals as well. You, you'd need to be entertained; you'd go mad otherwise, I suppose, wouldn't you?
1: And this was during, you know, winter. You can't go out much, no. so you go no. maybe down and, and fix some food and, and the, the animals, but tend to the animals.
0: Yeah, and, and we've we've mentioned that there are, as we look at the dog ban and the lifting thereof in this week's episode, there are dogs in this painting. But as far as the humans are concerned, they seem very well dressed
1: very well-dressed and very clean. Yes. I don't think it's you wouldn't have seen it like this if this was a photograph.
0: So this is uh, idealised. It's very idealised. Yeah. Idealized. Yes, yes, yeah.
1: Um, the first photographs you can see of Icelanders, is they are quite black in the face and then from, from salt and, and from uh, ashes. People would may- take a bath maybe twice a year before Christmas and then again in, in the summertime.
0: Yeah, I think that the people in this painting have had more than two baths in the year, haven't they? <laughs>
1: Yes, and also what you can't see on the painting is the smell. It must have been a horrible smell, I it think. It must
0: have been, yeah. yeah. There's not much air getting in there, is there?
1: No, not no, at all. No.
0: And the dogs contributing in their own way to that yes, aroma.
1: I, <laughs> yes, the the dogs and the main... Um, they were burning down to, as, a, as a fire source.
0: So, Helga, thank you very much for taking us through the dog ban and the lifting of that. We are, in a future episode, going to... Talk about something which I suppose wasn't so much of a ban, just the way things were when television didn't broadcast in Iceland for the entire month of July and also on every Thursday. What was all that about? We'll find out in a future episode. This is Roof English. I'm Darren Adam. Get in touch anytime we are English at RUV.is.
1: You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is/english.